When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Girl Powerful Podcast. We're two sisters on a mission to entertain and educate by learning from women who live a purpose-driven life. Be sure to subscribe and rate our podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Girl Powerful Podcast. Today, my guest is Nicole Mariline. She is an energy healer, medium, and meditation guide. And today, our topic is going to be Manifestation 101. Hi, Nicole. Thank you for coming and speaking with me today. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. So I've been following you on Instagram. We have a mutual person. I think we both follow or know Kate Van Horn. That's, I think, where we, I first like saw you online. Oh my gosh. Love Kate. She's mm-hmm. one of my good friends. Cool. And so, yeah, I really there's like such a broad spectrum. Like you never know who's listening to a podcast. Is it like someone that, you know, is totally dialed into how they take care of themselves and how they manifest and how -hmm. they're in touch with their truth? Or is it someone that's like seeking the guidance? So that's why I wanted you to introduce what manifestation is like in your own words. Like, what does that mean to you? So just a little bit of background on me so people Mm -hmm. kind of know where I'm coming from. Um, My work is really rooted in kind of more of the intuitive or psychic space. That's kind of really where I was brought up into spirituality. And so when I think of manifestation, I think of it as really creating our dream reality and creating the life that you know we desire and on the flip side of that I also see manifestation as a way to really raise your vibration every single day I think when we think of manifestation all of our minds go to oh I want a new car I'm going to manifest it oh I want a million dollars I'm going to manifest it but for me manifestation is really aligning your energy with your desires the things that you want to achieve in life And really kind of living through that vibration, not so much the physical thing, which I'm sure we'll get into. Awesome. I mean, I love that. That sounds like there's actually action and along with the goals, right? Yeah. And I think sometimes it's hard for a lot of people that like they're new to this kind of lifestyle or thought process to be like, "Um, well, wait, what about the hard work or something? So it's like, you're not totally isolating manifestation into just the thought process you like the action and I honor that because that's the truth and and it's my truth and obviously it's yours you just said it I was curious what were you like as a little girl like you just briefly mentioned like you grew up in this modality of you know maybe being a psychic maybe not like I'm curious what that felt like as a kid because that's I believe that's 
like kids are so in tune with the real truth and the universe and God. So yeah, who was Nicole as like a six-year-old? So I was very, very intuitive as a kid. Um, I used to see a lot. So my psychic sight was very open when I was a child. Um, I lived in a household where everything was very just open and celebrated. My father taught me how to meditate. My dad also sees spirits. So like, it wasn't this like weird thing in my household. It was more so something that was encouraged and celebrated and oh wow like you're seeing things that's wonderful like what does that mean to you how does that feel and so I feel that kind of growing up in that household allowed me to just tap in a little bit deeper as a kid and not be afraid of some of the gifts that I had at a young age I mean I was very playful and fun and imaginative like so many kids and I feel like the kids who are most creative are the most tapped in. Like we're, we're all channeling as children. We're all connecting to guides and spirits, but we don't have the filters of adulthood to tell us, Oh, that's bad. Or that's scary. Or you shouldn't do that. And so, you know, as a child, I was very open. Um, and that, you know, as I got a bit older, I kind of put those parts of me away as many of us do. Um, but they came back forward for me kind of in my twenties and, I had so many different experiences that really kind of opened me up and brought me back to meditation, to my roots, to, to spirituality. Um, and it's been really fun to see that kind of grow and blossom as I've gotten older. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> was, was there like a time though, like a age, because in girl powerful, we're always talking about like the confidence gap where someone probably says something to you and then you close back up, right? Yeah. Like eight to 14, like, was there a time or do you remember a specific comment that you're like, oh, this isn't for everybody or it is, but you know, they're not going to be accepting of me and I want to fit in because that's what kids want as well. Yeah. I mean, I, what's coming up for me is it was actually as I got older. So when I was in high school, I kind of got into a really toxic relationship. And I think getting into that relationship really closed off a lot of things for me. And because, you know, growing up, it was very open and celebrated. And even, you know, I don't think I was, I wasn't giving people readings as a child. I was still like, Ooh, what's astrology? What's lucid dreaming? And all of that was, very celebrated, like I said, by my family. So I never had that feeling of, oh, this is weird or people don't like this. So I feel very lucky for that. But I will say, you know, once I got into that relationship, that's kind of when I think it was almost as if my guides started to connect with me in a different way because I wasn't listening. I wasn't fully myself anymore. And so even throughout that relationship, which was very toxic and abusive, even though I kind of shut down my gifts, my guides were still there the whole time with me and reflecting back, I can really see that, which I'm sure so many of you, your listeners can look back at times where maybe they didn't feel like themselves. They weren't the most confident. They, you know, didn't feel good in their skin, but they still were connected. They still were guided. And I feel like reflecting back is where we can always see that. Yeah. I love that. Just like knowing that you're never alone, really, even if it feels like it, it's like, Close your eyes and go within if if possible. So when, so you mentioned that like you feel like your powers or your senses came back in your twenties or you allowed that back in. How did you find the confidence to do that? Or did you go on a retreat? Did you eat, pray, love? Like what, what was it that made you feel like, oh wait, that's me. 
Our next partner has a product I use literally every single morning. I started taking AG1 because I wanted a supplement that really tastes great and it's also conducive to my lifestyle, a lifestyle that's always on the go. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced ingredients, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all of the things we all want and need. Since taking AG1, I've noticed a huge boost in my mental clarity and my alertness. And right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs for your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash girlpowerful. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash girlpowerful to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So when, so you mentioned that like you feel like your powers or your senses came back in your twenties, are you allowed that back in? How did you find the confidence to do that? Or did you go on a retreat? Did you eat, pray, love? Like what, what was it that made you feel like, oh wait, that's me. Yeah. So it wasn't as happy and joyful as eat, pray, love. Oh, it never <laughs> is. It never is. Never. No. Um, that relationship that I was talking about, he actually passed away. Okay. And so that was, you know, the first death that was really close to me. And that was a very confusing time for me. You know, I was freshly 21. He had just passed away. I was like very confused by the whole thing because I was starting to wake up to, you know, how toxic and abusive it was. But I have an auntie who is a medium. And so she, you know, I called her right away and we started connecting with him. And that was kind of my first experience with mediumship with someone close to me. And that kind of opened up my eyes to, oh, I was channeling with her. Like I was hearing messages. She was hearing messages. We were matching our messages together. It was this very like fluid experience. Um, and that was kind of my first light bulb of, huh, okay, there, there's, I, I, there's something there. And so after that death, you know, I started to receive a lot of signs, but I was still very, you know, I was 21. I was, I just had gone through this huge, you know, loss and trauma and it was very confusing. So it took me, I would say about like three years to kind of move through the grief and kind of, you know, party and do all the crazy things to numb the pain until I finally came to a place where I was like, okay, I'm not myself anymore. Who am I? What's going on? And after a turn of events, I ended up working at a meditation studio, which, you know, really kind of opened my eyes to, oh, wow, like this is where my roots are. Um, And from there, you know, I started to meet people who were also a psychic or they taught meditation. And I think the people around me, my community made me feel safe and at home to really explore what was going on inside of me. Yeah. Was that meditation studio in Los Angeles? Yes, the Den Meditation. Oh, cool. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. Did they make it through the pandemic? Yeah, so we made it through the pandemic. I was still actually working there oh, during wow. the pandemic. Um, and they're fully online right now. So they're still going and they're an amazing studio. That's awesome. 
how have you found like your voice, like speaking of like your peers and your friends and your family, all, you know, having these powers and gifts to share with people. How have you like stood apart and had the confidence to be like, Hey, me too. Look over here. I can guide and heal you. Like, I feel like in the space of wellness, it, it, it gets kind of sticky because we're all mirroring each other and you're like, wait, you're awesome. I'm awesome. Is there enough to go around? Of course, but tell me a little bit about how you handle that competition, if you will. Yeah. You know, it was hard. And for a long time, you know, I worked at the meditation studio for about four years. And in that time period, I completely changed. You know, I went, I was going through so much of my own healing, which I think is why I landed there. And I didn't have a voice. I wasn't, I was open about kind of what I was feeling inside. You know, I was taking certifications and like opening up and discovering things, but I was very quiet back then. And I think I was in a state of observing and taking in, you know, Los Angeles, I was born and raised in California. I love it there. I've always wanted to live in LA. I lived there for like five years, but the energy is really dense there. And like you said, there's so many people and, you know, everyone's amazing. And so for me, I didn't have that confidence yet. And I think that period of time, you know, I was just absorbing and learning and kind of gathering the pieces because I wasn't quite me yet. I felt like, you know, in high school and kind of all growing up, I was very much myself. And then that relationship kind of took parts of me away. And so I was kind of pulling the pieces back together of like, who is Nicole? I was also going through a lot of things with my physical body. I didn't feel at home in my physical body. I looked different than how I had always felt. It, it was so much chaos and duality kind of in my space. And why I'm sharing all this is because it wasn't just this easy thing for me. No. It, took, it took a long time and it, I'll never forget. Um, I had started to, I had got some certifications with intuitive healing and I was starting to, you know, just kind of be like, oh, like I, I'm good at this. Like I feel good at this. This feels like I'm remembering things that I've done before. But I was really afraid of, well, what do I do with this? Like I, I don't know what to do about this. I was so shy. And one of my friends who was a teacher at the den, I remember we have a had a conversation. She was like, just post, just post one post and say, I'm open for donation readings just do that one post. And then she, I'll never forget this. She was like, just record a video of yourself teaching a lesson. Mm -hmm. At that time, I was actually running a food page for myself. I was very into like healthy living and simple living and food. And she was like, just film a video, post a video and just do it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I don't want to do it. Like all this stuff. I was so scared, but I'm a Capricorn. So I was like a challenge. I got it. I have to do it. Like I have to do it. And I posted my first video. I posted a story that said, I'm doing donation readings. And from that moment, I never stopped showing up online. It was like this switch went off in me and people started booking readings. And I was like, holy cow, what do I do? What's going on here? And then from that first video, I got such a great response that I was like, oh, I love this. And I think with time, you know, after just doing it once, I think the lesson in this is like, just try one time. And after you try showing up one time, it gets easier and easier and you start to find your groove. And, you know, now I, I love showing up online. It's so much fun. I've built such a beautiful community and going live and communicating with people and doing all these things is like where I'm so comfortable now, where I feel so expansive and, but it would have never happened if I didn't just do it that one time. Yeah. It's like, you have to muster up all that courage for that one 
you know, go live or write it down or say something or send an email. And it, mm-hmm. it, and that thing can hold you back as well. So yeah, mm-hmm. finding that braveness. Where do you think that women can find that if they're like looking for that inside themselves? Like, how do you become brave when you feel like your back's against the wall? You know, I think what's coming up for me is just thinking about, you know, what if I never do this, right? Like if I never post that video, if I never, you know, stand up for myself, if I never just put in that application for that new job, like you'll never know what the possibilities are and you'll never know what might happen by just taking that first step. And so I think for me, like just thinking about, am I just going to sit here and hold myself back? Because I think we all know when we're holding ourselves back, right? We all know how it feels. We're self-sabotaging. We're stuck. We're afraid we get small. You know, I think a good question to ask yourself is what if I just try one time that one time keeps coming through. So I think for anyone listening, this is your permission slip. Give yourself, dare yourself, challenge yourself to try whatever it is one time and to see how that feels. It can't, I can't hurt you. I think that's the biggest thing too. We create these stories and we're like, oh my gosh, and this is going to happen. And they're going to say this. And a really beautiful lesson that my fiance actually shared with me is, you know, no one's thinking about you. That's- Everyone's thinking about yeah. how, how everyone else is thinking about them, but we're all just thinking about ourselves. It's like this silly roller coaster that we all go on. We think everyone's thinking about us and remembering everything that we're doing, mm-hmm. but we're all just thinking about ourselves and how other people are going to think about us. Totally. All of that. Isn't it true? It's like, it's oh, very yeah. true. And even to add to that, no one's hoping you fail, you yeah. know, even if you don't get along with everybody, because that's just not how humans roll. But no one's like, oh, I hope she fucks this up. You know, yeah, like, it's yeah. just not, that's not what we do. We're so egocentric. And of course, like, we practice yoga and meditation and, you know, kindness to, to not only lead with the ego, but it's, it's just yeah. who we are. It's, it's what we are as an existence, you know? So yeah, it's we're like, just go for it. I love that. Go for it. Shoot your shot. It's time. It's time. Yeah. And I think like paring it down into something that you can take small actions, create big results, right? I think another thing that holds us back is we think we need to do this huge thing, or we need to already be at the top, or we already need to have everything figured out. But if you can just find one small action to do today, that can set you on a path, which, you know, brings us to manifestation, right? Like, these small actions that we can do every single day will compound into something huge. And in a month, in two months, in a year, you're going to look back and be like, wow, look at where I am. Look at all that I've done just by taking those small actions. Yeah. It's, it's really wild. Like what baby steps can accomplish compounding, you know, it's, it, but it's all about that first step. Like you're saying yes. before you give us your tips for manifesting, What's one miracle that you've manifested that you're like open to sharing? Like something that you're like, wow, it's, it's real guys. It's real. I mean, I really, I believe that pretty much everything in my life has been manifested in one way or another. Two things are coming to mind. One, my relationship, you know, anyone who's been through an abusive relationship, a toxic relationship, you know, so, so many parts of me thought that I would never be in a healthy relationship because all I knew from, you know, this 
period of time that I had was like, this is what a relationship is, even though I've had great parents and, you know, great role models in my life. Um, so to be in the most incredible, healthy, supportive, like any, everything more than I could have ever dreamed of. And to have that kind of partnership in my life after what I've been through is like, okay, manifestation is real. If I can have this, anyone can have it. Um, and another thing I'll share is I, we recently moved from LA to Seattle and it was a very kind of spur of the moment, spontaneous thing, which a lot of times, a lot of guided experiences are very much like this. They just fall into place. And we, our lease was up in LA and we were like, where do we go? What do we do? The energy was so dense. We wanted to be by nature. And we randomly just kind of started looking up the coast and we landed on this spot where we live in Seattle and the place we moved into was the first spot that we found. And we were like, this is too good to be true. The rent was cheaper. The place was huge. Like it, it was just like, yeah. is this real? Is this a scam? We're, we're not sure. And, you know, we kept looking around and coming back to it. And eventually we came up here and we couldn't move in until, you know, a month after they wanted us to, but everything worked out. We got the place, we got it a month later, it all aligned perfectly. And I feel like that, that is manifestation. You know, it wasn't so much about, oh, we wanted to live on this street or this place, or we didn't have this idea of exactly what we wanted, but it all aligned perfectly to be, you know, exactly what we needed. Yeah. It's in that flow that you're yeah. manifesting. Exactly. What is the difference between manifesting and destiny? Hmm. You know, that's a really good question. Yeah, it, just came, like, it just came up. I'm like, what is the difference anymore? Yeah. I mean, I'm getting this visual of like a road, almost as if like our manifestations are the road to our destiny is kind I of the visual I'm getting. I feel yeah. the same. So what is a tip? What are the one-on-one tips from Nicole about manifesting? What do you teach your clients when they come to you and they're like, it's time, I'm ready. Yeah, so I was thinking about this and I have three tips that kind of came to mind. Lovely. So the first one, and this is, I think, the biggest one for me and what I really try to share with my clients and my community is that manifestation is all about energy. I think, you know, we get so attached to the thing, right? Talking about a car. Oh, I want this car. Oh, I want this amount of money. I feel like as humans, like we get so attached to the material item, but there's always an energy that's underneath it. So when we focus on the energy, the energy underneath the material item, the car, the job, whatever it is, that's where I feel like our manifestations really flow. And so an example of this is, you know, if you want to manifest money, right? You're like, I want $10,000. I'm manifesting it. I'm calling it in. Well, what are you really calling in? Like, what does that money do for you? Do you really want freedom? Is that what's underneath it? So starting to think of what's underneath the physical item will so help feeling, you. Like a feeling? Yeah. The feeling, the energy, you know, if you are manifesting a new job, like what are you really manifesting underneath the job? Is it a sense of belonging? Is it a community? Is it a sense of worthiness that, you know, you have this higher paying job or this new title, whatever it is. So often it isn't about that, but it's really about the energy underneath it. Yeah. And so if you can focus on that, like, oh, you know, I'm manifesting that worthiness, then what comes through, yeah, it might be the new job, but it might be something even bigger and greater, which I think 
you know, we put limitations on ourselves because we only know what's right in front of us. We don't know, you know, what we are truly capable of. Like there's infinite possibilities. We are capable of so much more than we know and we think. And so, you know, there's all types of manifestation and very specific or kind of more open-ended. And I feel that when you focus on the energy, you don't put a ceiling on yourself because you're not saying, oh, well, I only want $10,000. Well, what about a hundred thousand? Yeah. What about, what about a million? Right? Like why, why put that limitation on yourself when, Ooh, freedom is really what I want. Yeah. That's a big one. And that's one that I really focus on in my work. Um, another one that I was thinking of that this actually came through, this is not my lesson. Um, but it came through, I was reading or listening to a book by Esther Hicks, money and the law of attraction. Highly recommend love listening to it. It's kind of like a channel download, just dropping into your head. Um, love her. And so she was talking about manifesting from this place of joy versus manifesting from needing to fix or repair something. So when we manifest from a place of, oh, you know, I need to fix a situation. Like I need money to pay for my rent. That is coming from a place of lack, right? That's coming from this place of, I don't have enough. And when we are manifesting from that place, we're just going to attract more lack. But when you are manifesting from this place of joy, and when I say that, I think it's really powerful to match your manifestation practice with when you're feeling really good. So let's say you had an amazing day with your family, or like you had a really fun summer day, you went to the water park, you were in nature, like whatever brings you joy, makes you feel happy from that place, when you feel that way, that's when you should manifest because then you'll call in more of that joy. So just making the distinction between joy and lack and really focusing in on that joyful feeling, because that's what you'll call more in, call more of in. Do you think a good way to do that is through gratitude as well? Yeah. Gratitude, you know, raises your vibration, but with this specific example, I feel like really feeling that joy in your body and gratitude can help you get there. But I'm just picturing, you know, oh, I just spent this amazing day in nature. And now I'm going to work on, you know, calling in the freedom, calling in the worthiness, calling in all of these things. That makes sense though, because sometimes we all do like after a bad day, we go to our mat or we go to our journal to, you know, find an answer. And, and I like that you're saying that's not the moment to maybe do that, maybe brain dump and get it out, but don't try to call in things because maybe your power is a little like sticky or staticky at that moment. Yeah. And I think what you said, you know, taking those moments to meditate, to release, to let go is really beautiful. And even after that, you might feel so much better and then you can feel that joy again in your heart and then manifest. I think when we're trying to fix a problem, it just, it doesn't feel good, right? The universe doesn't know the difference. They're like, oh, she doesn't feel like she has enough. She's feeling like she's in lack. We're going to, we're going to continue. She needs to keep learning that lesson, right? So that's a big one. Yeah. And that was, that was a big one for me of shifting that too. And, you know, when we are sitting in that joy, when we're feeling that joy, I feel like it's more fun to call things in at that time because you just feel really magnetic. Yeah. You're like more of this. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we feel like this all the time. (laughs) Do you use anything like Palo Santo or, or crystals, or do you add anything like that when you do your rituals to call things in, or do you just use your mind? 
Yeah, I, I really like to follow what I'm called to. So I use Palo Santo kind of in my everyday. I, I do a lot of reading, so I'm always clearing my yeah. energy, protecting my energy. So I'm like, I'm always using those tools. And, um, you know, if I feel drawn to working with crystals, I, I'm looking over there because I have them all around anyway. You know, I think with any of these tools, it's all about what you feel called to, right? If you're like, ooh, I'm really attracted to this crystal, you're going to, you know, I'm going to hold it with me. I'm going to manifest with it. I'm going to put it on my journal afterwards so we can like magnetize that energy. I feel like all of that stuff is really beautiful. And if you're intuitively feeling it, you should definitely trust it. Yeah. Okay. So I think one more. I have a third one. <laughs> yep. um, the last one, and this one's, it's not necessarily a manifestation tip, but I feel like it's really important is doing the inner work. I think, you know, when we're talking about manifestations, we think about ooh, affirmations and like, I'm going to call all these things and I'm going to do all of these, you know, manifestation practices, but none of that really works unless you do the subconscious reprogramming, do the release work, do the inner work that gets your energy right to call more of that in. I always think about manifestation as, you know, if we have this full closet, where are we going to put more clothes? You have to clear some of those clothes out. You have to open up some hangers. You have to create some space in order for more to come through. And I, I think about that with the body. You know, if we have all this stagnant, stuck energy, if we have all these beliefs telling us, oh, you're not worthy, money is bad. How do you, how do you think that you're going to call more of that in if it's being rejected by your body, right? So that one and that's a big thing that people don't really talk about because it's not as easy as, ooh, write down 10 affirmations and boom, it's here. Um, but that's not necessarily the reality, right? And I feel like as you do the inner work, then those manifestations are more powerful. Then those affirmations are like, yes, they can actually do something with your energy and with the universe. Yeah, I think you hit that nail on the head right there. I mean, personally, like in my 20s, all I did was go to women's circles and cry and purge and break up with people in my head, even though they don't know about it, all those things. But I did the work, you know, and I still do. But like now I'm in my mid thirties and it's like, I truly feel what abundance is because I deserve it. And I, oh and I God. did that painful stuff. Yeah. And it, it, it's just so worth it. Sometimes it is scary to like, you know, open up in front of people or tell yourself the truth, but yeah. there's so much reward to you know, to just living your true destiny out. It's yeah. So it's just so refreshing compared yeah. to like the twenties. <laughs> ah! <laughs> I know I'm, I'm getting close to the end of my twenties. So yeah. we're, we're almost there. <laughs> yeah. You're going to just thrive so hard in the thirties. It's so much more fun because yeah. you're, you're who you are, exactly. you know, and there's no, no one's scared to be themselves. And I feel like when you're putting out your authentic self, like that's only going to, the only people that want to hang out with you are their freaky selves as well, <laughs> you know? Yes. I feel like everyone just, yeah, you're so much more you. And I think your twenties are really this time of like, who am I? And then I feel like your thirties are like, Ooh, I know who I am. Like, what am I going to do now? What am I going to do with it? Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. it. And you have that motivation and like that power behind you, that horsepower, because you learned a lot in your twenties, all that heartbreak is, it's like, use it. It yeah. didn't happen for a reason. Oh yes. Everything does. 
is that who your typical client is, is a 20 year old? Like who, who are your clients? I honestly have such a range of clients. I have young, there's a lot of young people who have been coming to me lately, which, you know, I feel like this new generation really wants to work on themselves at a younger age, which is so cool and so beautiful. And so I have like a lot of younger people, twenties, I have, you know, I've worked with people, oh my gosh, I think in every age. And it's really cool because, you know, everyone finds this work when they're meant to. And I think it's so beautiful to have, you know, men and women in their, their fifties or sixties, like, Oh, I want to do this. You know, like I want to do this work on myself and they're so open to it. And I think it's so beautiful, you know, this work and working on yourself and it's never too late. And I think people think, Oh gosh, I'm too late. Mm -mm, No, never too late. It's all about just starting. Yeah. That's pretty much the theme of the conversation (laughs) is just start. Yeah, take action. Yeah, I love that. I know you mentioned Esther Hicks, but who else do you look up to? I'm curious. You know, I look up to a lot of my teachers. So I studied under Catherine Schiff, who is a psychic. Um, I studied under her and I really look up to her. Um, And I also, I feel very fortunate to have a lot of friends in the space that I look up to and admire. And we all kind of you know, build each other up. And I think that's really beautiful. Um, Definitely. I love Esther Hicks's books. I love, you know, her channeling Abraham, just everything that they do is incredible, especially if you're thinking about manifestation and wanting to kind of raise your vibration. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. I think there's, you know, there's so much inspiration out there and I think that's really cool. And I've gone through these spurts where I'm like, I'm reading all the books and then I'm like, I'm not reading any books. And so you know, I'm kind of, I'm in a space of listening to a lot of audiobooks, which has been really fun. Yeah. I love it too. It's, it's, it's easier. It's like, you can do things while listening and learning and, oh yeah, duh. (laughs) Like it's always all these aha moments. You're like, of course it's that easy. Okay. So we end all of our podcasts with the same question. We've had like 50 women on here and everyone's so spectacular and different. What makes you feel most alive? Mm, such a good question um you know the first thing I'm seeing is nature I think there's a lot of things in my life that make me feel really alive and I think being connected to nature being out in nature and like dancing and playing and like moving my body has always been really important to me and so moving my body whether that's through a hike or you know dancing and playing to music that's really where I feel most alive and also connecting. I think that human connection is so powerful and, you know, I'm running a group right now and there's 20 women just talking to each other. And, you know, it's, it's so beautiful to feel the connection and to meet new people and to just witness other people's expansion and growth and, and have that reflected back to you. So, you know, being in groups and connecting really makes me feel alive too. I love that. Well, thank you, Nicole. Where can people find you? Yeah, you can find me on social media. I am on Instagram and TikTok. It's at Nicole Mariline. It's a little funky spelling, so I'm sure you'll see it when you're listening to this. (laughs) Um, And yeah, you can find out more about me and my courses and everything I have there or on my website, which is NicoleMariline.com. Thank you so much. And hopefully we'll talk to you again soon. 
Yes. Thank you so much for having me. This was so wonderful. I appreciate it. Bye. Bye. Thanks to our guest. For more information on her, see the show notes. Please hit subscribe if you have not already. That way, a new episode is delivered directly to your feed every week.